0: Understand that overnight successes usually take 10 years of overnight success. So go into it being realistic and that this might take a long time to come to fruition, but actually that's okay.
1: Welcome to Startup West, the podcast about startups who have been there and done it or are right here and doing it in sunny Western Australia. My name's Charlie Gunningham.
2: And I'm Danelle Cross. And thank you, everyone who has subscribed to this podcast. If you've just discovered Startup West, please do subscribe.
1: Absolutely. And also check out our new website, startupwest.com.au, where all the previous 58 episodes, including this one, are housed. So here we go with a fresh episode. Daisy Ashworth, the founder of Mortgage Mates, a housing platform supporting individuals to co-own property together.
2: Hello, Daisy, and welcome to Startup West. It is absolutely fantastic to have you here. Thank
0: you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. Great.
2: We're excited to be talking to you. We haven't seen you for a while. Um, You're an Ignition, Curtain Ignition alum from 2017. So I'm particularly excited to talk to you and hear about the progress of Mortgage Mates. So, can you briefly tell us about Mortgage Mates and what it does and how it's going?
0: Yeah, definitely. So, Mortgage Mates, we call it the Bumble for home ownership because we are effectively the matchmaking service to help people co-own a home together. Uh, the way that it works is that you use the website Mortgage Mates very much like you would use a dating website or an application. You sign up, create a profile. We then match you using an algorithm to co-own a home with somebody else.
1: Wow, so, that's yes, a big idea.
0: It's uh, (laughs) slightly radical. Um, Mm. We've developed it because we know so many people are priced out of the housing market Mm. in Australia and we know that two heads are better than one effectively and so if you can find somebody who is also priced out of the market and the type of house that you want to buy, then if you can collaborate together, your chances of owning a home are significantly increased.
1: Mm -hmm. So is this an idea you had yourself because you were priced out of a home or just talking to other people? this uh, this problem surfaced?
0: Yeah, a little bit of both really. So my background is actually working in housing and homelessness more generally. Mm -hmm. So I've seen firsthand the impact that a lack of long-term housing can have. And for people that are kind of trapped in the rental market who can't progress to home ownership, Mm -hmm. they're very much at risk of that volatile housing sector where there's rent increases, inability to find homes that are long-term and secure. But I also had a friend who bought a house, their partner moved in, the relationship actually broke down and then they were left to pay a mortgage that Mm. they actually couldn't afford to pay on Mm. their own. And at that point I thought, well, we match in so many other areas of life now. Mm. You use um, Uber to get into a car with a stranger Mm. and you stay in a stranger's house when you go into an Airbnb. So maybe you could match with a stranger to own your own home.
1: And how's it going? How many? Mm. How many have you done? How many years has it been going? How many going? matches have you made? Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah so um, we actually commenced, I guess, significantly in 2017 when mm-hmm. we um, did the ignition uh, program, which was really fantastic because it really defined the purpose of what we wanted to achieve and how right. we were going to develop it as a business moving forward. Between 2017 and 2019, we worked on the MVP model. So Mm -hmm. it took us two years working with three developers who actually supported us pro bono to develop the MVP product, which was amazing, um, really fantastic. That launched in 2019. The first year was fantastic, was um, lots of growth month on month. Unfortunately, COVID hit right. um, in 2020. And um, for us, that was probably a significant impact. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate more generally was very challenging for many states. Um, you know, yep. the likes of Victoria effectively shut down for mm-hmm. nine to ten months. And what we found was that whilst people were using online resources more frequently, they were really doing that to connect with existing relationships. And so the thought of then going and finding a stranger in that environment right. became and more challenging. A mortgage, getting yes. a House, That's yeah, right. Not um, gonna Not feasible. So mm. we've seen an up, um, an increase in users in the past probably a three or four months. Right. Um, and we're in the process of developing a brand new website, which we hope will then catalyst us back to the point that we were at um, prior to So you're to all come. around Australia? Mm. Yes, we're yeah. Australia-wide.
1: Um, and we're
0: actually developing a website for the UK as well at the moment. So we'll be going live, um, I believe, October, November
2: time in the UK. Okay. And right. nothing like this anywhere else in the world?
0: So similarly to us in New York, there is a platform that does something similar. It's not so much AI based. It's more of a a general matching in the background. Um, And there are some co-ownership platforms in Canada. It's a much more well-recognised way of purchasing um, over in mm. places like Toronto and Vancouver who have similar housing challenges to to Australia. But we're the first of its kind in Australia, the first of its kind in the UK. Um, and mm. I would say we have some – Reasonably different um, options on our platform that perhaps don't exist elsewhere. Mm. So,
1: how does the technology find your your mortgage mate? You said there's a bit of AI. So, how does that work without giving away all the secrets? Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, a very baseline. It is exactly like using a dating app. So, just like you would go onto Tinder or Bumble and you would enter your preferences on who you are looking for, that's Ah. exactly what you do Mm. on Mortgage Mates. On the current platform, it's very much housing specific. So, we're looking at where you want to buy what kind of property you want to purchase, whether you're looking to co-invest or co-live because Mm -hmm. obviously they're very unique uh, requirements Mm -hmm. that you would Mm -hmm. have. And then we match you with somebody with the similar preferences. So if you're looking to buy an apartment to live in in Sydney, that's who you will match with. Um, In the new website, we're actually adding in additional features which are more around you as a person, so not necessarily Mm -hmm. the product that you're looking to own. So things like, are you um, a pet lover? Because Mm -hmm. we know that if you Mm -hmm. want to have three cats living with you and the other person doesn't, or they're a dog person, then that's probably going to impact your ability to match well. Um, Mm. So adding some of those features in as well to help really um, support our users in that matching process.
2: Mm. And how have you funded the business so far?
0: So Mortgage Mates is completely bootstrapped. Um, The MVP, like I say, was Mm. really lucky to be supported through um, three developers that actually provided that pro bono for us and the new platform is being funded by myself. Mm, yeah. So
1: you've got a main job and this is a side hustle that you're sort of yes. investing yourself? Your I own say money. side
0: hustle, but I feel like <laughs> it's an equal hustle Yes. <laughs> right. um, because Sounds I think it. anyone that is doing, um, you know, uh, an entrepreneurial piece in the background oh, yeah. probably spends just as much time as they do as their, yeah, their mainstream job. But yes, this is my side hustle to my my day job. And what's your
1: main, what's your day job?
0: I work in housing and homelessness. Wow, well, there you yeah. go. Mm. Okay,
1: so you... Got that experience and you saw this issue yeah. and you're looking yeah. to solve it, a part of it.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what probably sets Mortgage Mates apart from other real estate um, or prop tech platforms mm-hmm. is that we're very much motivated about the person. So it's mm-hmm. about helping somebody to own a home. It's not about selling more real estate. Um, there are lots of fractional ownership platforms yes. out there that do some amazing pieces of work around getting your foot into the market in a different way. We're not about owning. 10% of a property. We're right. actually about you being able to own 50% of a home and live in that home and use that as your catalyst into long-term affordable accommodation. Yes, this fractional
1: mm. property I've been revising up on this, fragmented, which is different. Yes. And then you're something again, like a different yes. category again mm. yes. to help people into the property ownership uh World,
0: Yeah, so we talk about being a co-ownership platform um, and co-ownership actually isn't a new product. It's how most people will eventually own a home. Mm -hmm. So when you Mm -hmm. buy with a partner or if you um, buy with a family member, that's actually co-ownership. We just don't talk about it in those ways, in that way. um, We talk about it as, oh, I've bought with my partner, but actually... That's exactly it's what we mm, mm. Yeah, and so we've just brought it to a new market, which is matching you to buy with somebody that you don't have a previous relationship with. Mm. So, were
1: there lots of legal challenges to set this up to get this all legally signed off? You, you said it's not a new concept, but yeah. I'd have thought there'd be some legal regulatory issues you had to solve at the beginning. Or no, not?
0: absolutely not. So, no, um, it's been really easy for us, I guess, to develop our platform. Um, One of the things that we've touched on as mortgage mates is whilst our primary focus is matching people that are currently without somebody to own a home with, we're also about an educational piece about making home ownership safer and secure for those that are Mm -hmm. buying with, say, a family member or a friend or a partner, Mm. um, because that's where the legal complications tend to arise. So currently, if you buy with your partner, most often you will buy with the belief that that is going to be long-term successful and and obviously you hope that it will be. Unfortunately, evidence shows us that that's not always the case and very often people haven't taken any steps Mm. to protect their assets. So what we're also doing on Mortgage Mates and what the new platform will have is an information centre that actually supports existing co-owners to understand what the legal implications of owning together are and how they can make that safer. Um, So having a co-ownership agreement in place, um, making sure that You have a lawyer on standby that can help you navigate those processes. Uh, We have a handbook that we've developed that people can use to kind of guide their processes. Um, So that's the other piece of work. So, in a way, you're
1: making something that already exists safer Mm, for people and spreading the awareness about it to do it correctly. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, And that's how we actually sell mortgage mates to people that are a little bit more sceptical about buying a house with a stranger you know I I guess there is a big step between getting into a car with a stranger and then having a mortgage with one Right. (laughs) Um, yes they're they're not on the same page necessarily but actually we advocate for our mates which are the users that we have to really talk through all of their concerns and queries at the very beginning of that purchasing process Mm. so have a co-ownership agreement in place, define what those terms and conditions might be, what does happen if uh, one of you loses your job, for example, or what insurances do you Mm. need to have in place to make sure that you're fully protected should the worst thing happen, which we know that co-owners in the traditional sense don't do. And so we Mm. actually say buying with a stranger is safer than buying with your partner because Mm. you're going to have conversations Mm. you probably wouldn't Mm. have. Interesting. um, very true. And you're less likely to compromise as well. So when you're buying with a partner, you may want to live in Vic Park, they may want to live in Butler, and you will probably end up buying somewhere in the middle, mm-hmm. perhaps in a property neither of you really want because…
1: In a suburb, neither of you like. <laughs> in a suburb that neither of you <laughs> want
0: to be in. Whereas if you're buying with someone that you're matched with, A, we've matched you based on those preferences, yes. but also you're going to feel very confident in saying, well, actually know what I'm looking for is this, and that's what I'm going to aspire to. In the way achieve. you're
1: taking the emotional… Out of it, it's more mm, rational, absolutely. yeah, yes. more sensible,
2: yeah. yeah. And how do you attract new mates? So you've to- you've told us about this education piece is probably a lead sort of marketing strategy i guess so how do you attract more mates to the site
0: yeah so we're very active on social media Mm. um so we work a lot on instagram and facebook Mm. in terms of doing uh lives so we do again educational pieces around q a's and people being able to ask questions that they might have about the process we've got um information sheets that we've developed that we're we're um providing at the moment to people, so linking into the likes of real estate agents and mortgage brokers. So we're really trying to educate the sector, mm. not just the user in terms yep. of how Mortgage Mates can support the home ownership journey. Uh, and that's been successful for us at the moment.
1: Mm. And Is it millennials mainly or is it all, year, all ages?
0: Yeah, we really thought about Mortgage Mates as a millennial product. But what we found is that actually housing affordability impacts so many yes. cohorts across yeah. the age, gender continuum. Um, mm. So we know that, for example, women are the fastest demographic entering homelessness at mm. age aged 55 and above. Mm. So that's a cohort that we really want to support. And that tends mm. to be because of Relationship breakdowns or yeah. the death of a partner and very often they have a smaller amount of superannuation they have a lower income potentially and so actually that's a really mm. great cohort that we could support into stable accommodation through co-ownership and, and how we can support them to do that in a safe and secure way.
1: Oh. Hi, just jumping in here to give a shout out to our wonderful sponsors. Without these, we would not be able to bring you this podcast or do what we do at Startup News either. So we want to thank Startup News, who produced the Startup West podcast. Go there and subscribe, please. SpaceCube working Spaces, where we also record this pod down here at Riff in the city. The New Industries Fund, who give funding, advice and support all year round. Curtin University, who have been a longtime supporter of innovation entrepreneurs in WA. The city of Perth, where we also record this pod, also a great supporter of the tech scene. RSM, who came on board last year and who helped many startups with R&D tax returns and other advice. Dinner Twist, a WA startup itself who has actually been on the podcast and just wanted to help out. So please, if you bump into any of these organizations and the people that run them, say thanks and go use their services. That's the best way to say thanks. Okay, now back to the show.
2: So, can we take you back a bit now to your schooling? Um, are you a Perth girl, Perth born uh, and raised? From I that don't think accent so... I detect not. No, so I'm actually
0: from um, a small town in mm. England mm. called Great Yarmouth, mm-hmm. um, based on the east coast. Yes. So I grew up. Lovely there. lovely seaside town. And another
2: seaside town.
0: Yes, yes absolutely.
2: <laughs> and um, what what did you study? Do you, you went to school there? Did you go on to university after that?
0: Yes. So um, I studied uh, humanities and social studies and law at university. And that kind of, I guess, set me on my path in terms Mm. of where I was probably going to end up. So my first role post-university was working for um, welfare and housing law in the UK for a local council. Mm -hmm. And that was where I really began to understand the impact that a lack of income, Mm. a lack of social connection, and a lack of stable housing could impact somebody both significantly in the short term but actually had huge long-term implications as well. And that was the area that I then decided to specialise in moving forward. Mm.
1: But even before that, if I can take – I'm a former teacher, so I am always like to ask the question of (laughs) at school, in in your formative years – Were you an organiser? Were you a school captain? Were you in the debating team? Were you, and I'm trying to say, some of those entrepreneurial talents, were they even coming, bubbling up?
0: Yeah, I don't know that at school it would have been seen as entrepreneurial. I think it would have been seen as uh, challenging behaviour in a positive sense. Um, (laughs) You know, I was always the one putting my hand up, asking the question why Ah, something was mm. being asked of us or whether we should be doing something in a different way. I'm not sure that that was always appreciated (laughs) by others, Uh, definitely by my school cohort, but perhaps not (laughs) teachers and lecturers. Um, So you
1: were challenging the authority. Yes. Why is it this way? Why would it go like that? Yes,
0: absolutely. Um, (laughs) And that definitely drew me into law because I I really believe in justice and fighting probably for the person that doesn't have the loudest voice. Where do you think
1: that came mm, from?
0: Um so my dad works um in a particular sector in the UK and he was very vocal around being fair and just and I think I probably okay. followed in his footsteps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay,
1: very good. And from Great Yarmouth through university to that first job. Yeah. Take us from there to how you ended up in Perth a few mm-hmm. years ago doing mortgage mate, so fill in the gap
0: okay. of those years. Yeah. So, um, within my first role um, in the welfare sector, I actually developed a startup in the UK called Freegal, which was a free legal advice service. Um, so we had a website, name. great name, yes. Um, name. I should have painted it this time. <laughs> um, I believe what year it's are a free. Yeah, what year? Two thousand and. S- Two thousand and
1: eight, nine would have been about GFC. Tough, tough time. Mm. Yes, maybe not.
0: No, it was it was um, really successful for us. Um, So we matched law students to individuals that couldn't afford legal advice. (laughs) Fabulous. um, And provided free legal advice on that platform. Um, So I successfully ran that for approximately two to three years. Um, As that came to an end, it was probably the point in my life where I was trying to make the decision about what the future could be, Mm. um, and I decided to come and do a working holiday visa in Australia. And as a young English person watching Neighbours and Home and Away on a daily (laughs) basis. Where else would you land? Well, yes, exactly. And they led you to believe that it was sunny every day um, Mm -hmm. and that you lived near the beach Mm -hmm. and that you'd probably surf 50% of the time and then maybe work in, you know, like Mm. a local cafe. And not that that was my only research, (laughs) but it definitely appealed to me, um, the thought of doing that for 12 months. And some
1: of your friends come out. Or yeah, so I've first? had lots of friends. Okay. Nearly
0: all of my friends have been to Australia at one point in time right. or another. Um, some have overlapped with myself. Some came straight after university and yeah. some came a little bit so later. So working holiday
1: in t- now we're about 2011-ish? 20,
0: uh, 2012. 2012,
1: yeah. And obviously you stayed here since, but what yes. were you doing in that working holiday? You, mm. And Where were you? Were you in Perth or were you over east? Or?
0: Yes, so I landed in Perth because I have family here. Ah. Um, and two weeks after arriving, I actually secured um, a role with the organisation that I'm in now. Wow. So it's been a very long working holiday. Visa. Yes. <laughs> we're Indeed. coming yes. up to nine and a bit years now, um, which is fantastic. Mm. Um, so I'm still with the same organisation, still working in housing and homelessness. I entered into a tenancy support role Um, back in 2012 and have remained in that sector ever since.
1: Can I then diverge because this is a topic I'd love to just dig into, homelessness. Mm, Yes. Do you have the solution? What's the solution? Why have we got people without homes in one of the wealthiest cities in the world?
0: I think the answer is that we just need to either have more housing or repurpose housing that's already available and I think there's Lots of innovative ways to do that. I don't think one person has the solution. In all honesty, but I think there's some amazing charities out there doing some mm. amazing work, um, and it's about coming together, utilising what we already have, and and using some innovation to maybe do things a little bit differently in other sectors. Um So you're a fan of social
1: them. housing. More social housing should be built by the government, or sorry, I'll ask you a political question. I don't know, <laughs> Challenging but, question. You know what I mean, but look, yeah. I
0: think. More That's houses more generally as part of the solution. Yeah, mm, absolutely. Right. Okay. Mm. Um, for me, and we talk about this in Mortgage Mates, um, <coughs> there is a housing continuum. And yep. so from crisis accommodation through to home ownership, we just need more of each, each opportunity and each option right. because the more options that people have, the better it will be for everybody. Um, For us, the part that we focus on in Mortgage Mates is that transition from rental to home ownership because there are so many people trapped in that kind of upper end of the rental market. So they're paying lots of money in rent. They can't afford to secure a a deposit. They therefore can't afford to own their own home. But actually, they're so close to being able to achieve that. Mm. And if we could support those people Mm. into owning a home together, then actually that would free the rental market it up. Those that are currently in the rental market for a longer period of time would have more opportunity, more choice, mm. more freedom of movement, and ultimately the rental market would probably reduce in cost too. So that's why we're focused on that part, because yeah. actually it could have a, a real impact on the rest of the, the housing continuum too. Mm.
2: So you you secured a fabulous job quite quickly in your working holiday. And yep. mm. um, And so how, I I just like to explore how you made the decision to launch your startup. Like clearly you're very passionate and you're, Mm. you know, hugely knowledgeable around, you know, your field, but what was it that really, um, you know, tipped you into the startup world, I guess, back again, I guess.
0: Yeah, I think it's a really interesting question because so many people have great ideas, but not everybody Mm. acts upon them. Um. I think it probably just comes back to who I am as a person. I saw an idea, and for me, it's not necessarily about succeeding with the product, but it's about giving it a go. And if it works, that's fantastic. But if it doesn't, at least you know that you tried. Mm. Um, And so once I thought of Mortgage Mates, which was probably around 2015, 16, it kind of sat with me for a year or two. Mm. Um, Ignition, then Mm -hmm um came up in two thousand seventeen. Yeah, and it really was a case of well if I don't give it a go now, I'm never gonna know whether mm-hmm. it will work. And yes. actually Ignition was perfect for that because it was a an intensive period where you could actually immerse yourself in that startup sector. And the response we got to Mortgage Mates was fantastic. We were sponsored by Reware, which was also phenomenal. And I think that was enough to say to me, look, you have to give it a good crack, and it doesn't matter whether it comes off or not, but you just have to see whether it works. Mm, Love fantastic. it. Fantastic.
1: Yeah, my it. old stamping ground, Reware, because yes. I ran Rewe.com for a while. Oh, That's fantastic. great that they funded you for Ignition, yes, is I that right? Did, yeah. How did. did you hear about Ignition? Because I think today, the day we're recording this, the – uh, 2021 applications end today. They don't do. Me? And yeah, the scholarship and, uh,
2: applications do. Danelle's
1: got a whole weekend now uh, trawling through all the applications. How did you hear about it? Mm. Um, so
0: it was actually a colleague of mine who I had told about Mortgage Mates. She had seen um, an advertisement for Ignition and she said, Have you heard about this? You should apply. And I read through and thought, Yeah, this sounds fantastic. Probably won't be successful, but again, you have to be <laughs> in it to win it. You sure and do you. Um, put my application in and was really lucky to be selected. So at that
1: stage, you obviously had the name, you had the yes. URL, which was available, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: you had the ideas sketched out, yes. and then you thought you'll take that to ignition, do an intensive week.
0: And formalise it and, and take it from an idea to a, a concept to a product, I guess. And that was what was really fantastic. fantastic.
1: Um, it's a great case study, isn't it? It is a fantastic case
2: study. Yeah. It is. And how are you going? Juggling both of those, mm. you know, your your you know, really busy role, and as yeah. your really busy role as a founder and and in your in your job, I'm really lucky that they complement each do. other. Um, yeah.
0: You know, I, I find that I learn so many things in the startup space that actually positively impact my day job. Yep. New applications that are coming out, new startup products mm-hmm. that are being developed, or just working with other startup founders. You spark ideas off each other that then you can take away and maybe repurpose in a a different way in Mm. in the day job. Um, But I think it's just having the passion to do both. Um, I don't Mm. think you could do it if you weren't genuinely committed to to making it work. Mm. Um, So for me, that's how I manage it. And I'm really lucky that I have... Supportive partner and um, family who listen to me talk through my many ideas for Mortgage Mates <laughs> as they come through, um, and important. have yeah assisted mm. me on that journey as well. So,
1: and one thing I haven't asked is how do you make money on Mortgage Mates, or is that not the point? It needs to be a business model for it to scale and and pay for itself.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So the MVP has been a free-for-use service and we haven't yeah. made, uh, we haven't generated revenue at this stage. Moving forward, what we will probably look to do is potentially a subscription model on the new platform once we have enough users and can demonstrate the, the success. Mm. We also have referral pathways with other providers. So linking in with real estate agents right. and legal providers, et cetera. Who mortgage, brokers. Can, yeah, yeah. mortgage brokers. Yeah, mortgage brokers, who we can then support our users through. To. Um, they're individuals that understand co-ownership, are passionate about what we're doing and want to support users, although in a, a traditional sense, to really, I guess, benefit from what they're able to add into that process mm-hmm. as well.
2: Great. And you're a terrific supporter and member of the Perth um, startup ecosystem. How what advice would you give to sort of, mm. you know, new and up-and-coming up WA startups? I think don't be shy.
0: I think if you see somebody that you think could be a value add to what you're doing, or potentially a great mentor for you, reach out and say hello. Because my experience has been that when you do that, it's always a positive outcome. Um, you know that we have Ash who's running the PropTech Hub here in I WA. Wonderful, and,
1: Callum Ashton.
0: Yeah, yeah. he's um, mm. phenomenal. You know, yeah. in the time mm-hmm. that he's been, um,
1: also came to ignition. Right? He also he came did. to ignition, yeah. and that
0: was how we actually connected. Yep. Um. So saw that he was working in the building industry. Just said hello. We kind of had a conversation, and then he obviously started his journey with the PropTech Hub. And again, just reaching out and saying, if there's anything I can do to help you, happy to do so. But also, I can see you doing some great work, and I'd love to be involved. Mm. And that's happened multiple times. Mm. Um so far in my journey. And yep, yep, yep. yeah, again, if anyone's listening to this and they're about to start their ignition journey and they're thinking, oh, I'd really like a mentor or somebody that can tell me some of the things you should do and don't do at the beginning, hmm. I'd be more than happy to have those conversations. Oh, so. well, that's
1: great. Reach out to you. How do we contact you? Presumably mortgagemates.com.au? And- yes. Yeah. yeah
0: it- my email is daisy at mortgagemates.com.au. I'm okay. always happy to You're about to be
1: inundated. You are. And there are lots
2: of people listening, Daisy, too. Yes. (laughs) Now, we try
1: and have an equal number of female founders as male founders on this podcast deliberately. We are aware that it is sometimes harder for female founders than male founders. Um, There are, in fact, two events happening today. Danelle's going to one. I've just been from one, come from one, about how do we encourage more female founders and how do we break down Mm. the barriers and uh, one stat I heard this morning is that 92% of all WA funding goes to male-only startups, which is a disgrace. Mm-hmm. Have, have you got any tips for any female founders um, or is it not even an issue that you're female that you just go ahead and do it?
0: Yeah, look, I can't personally say that I've um, experienced anything Mm. negatively in terms of being a female founder. But I guess I also don't view myself as a female founder. Mm. I view myself as a founder. Right. And I think you just have to bring the tenacity and strength and passion that you have for your startup to the scene. Mm. And hopefully that will stand you in good stead. Um, Yeah, so for me, it's never been... A problem, um, but I understand that that statistic is is significant. So, advice for
1: females thinking of doing a a startup is just go ahead and try it. it, Reach out, email Daisy. (laughs) Yes,
0: I mean I'm not saying that I'm the be all and end all of (laughs) female founders by any means, but yeah, absolutely. I think. Why not give it a go? What's the yeah. worst thing that can happen for you? At least in the first instance when you're not necessarily spending too much money and it's it's more around the time and the commitment that you need to to put through. Why not try? What have you got to lose? I think that should be mm-hmm. the motto for anyone thinking of doing a startup. Um, and or the other thing I would say is that understand that overnight successes usually take 10 years of overnight success. So go into it being realistic and that this might take a long time to come to fruition but actually that's okay Mm. and you'll have some wins and losses along the way but actually that's okay too.
2: Mm. Um, But yeah, go for it. Terrific question. Charlie, and I think you're absolutely right, Daisy, we have some amazingly successful female founders in Western Australia, yeah. um, founders in Western Australia that we don't talk up enough. Yeah. And I think um, the work that's happening in the ecosystem at the moment is really important, um, particularly around elevating um, our female founders to, to, you know, inspire others to, yeah. to yeah. launch and to launch and grow. Right, should we move into our yeah. quick fire round? All right, should I kick off, Charlie?
1: Go for it. Just whatever right. pops into your head.
2: Oh, that's
0: always dangerous, <laughs>
2: isn't it? <laughs> Excellent. This. Fabulous, fabulous. Short and sharp, Daisy. So, what is the single most important factor that makes a successful startup? Tenacity.
1: Yeah, grit, determination. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Because you can have a great
0: idea, but if you don't have the drive to deliver it, you won't get it's anywhere. Going nowhere. So. It's
1: much like banging your head against a wall for 5 years.
0: Yes. Yeah. But sometimes <laughs> Does feel that way,
1: yes. (laughs) Great when it's over. If you were to wave your magic wand over the local startup scene, what would you wish into being or perhaps wish away?
0: That's an interesting question. I think for me, being somebody that works full-time and also does a startup, I think more awareness around that being an acceptable way to run a startup would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. You know, very often it's almost seen that unless you commit full-time that you're not really committed. Right. And I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Mm. I think for many people there is a pivot where you make that choice and that's that's fantastic and when you're able to do that um, – you should be supported to do so. Mm. But actually, the work that you're doing before you get to that point is equally important and should mm. be rewarded just as much. So, that would be my answer for that Great question.
2: Great. And who do you most admire in the local startup scene, whether that be a person or a company? So
0: I will say that I really admire Ash and I think his mm-hmm. work over the last I think he posted it was 150 something days that Proptech Hub has been available in Perth and he's championing for Perth to be the Proptech Hub of Australia mm-hmm. you know yeah, he's him. got some real vision mm-hmm. and I and I definitely think he should go big or go home right so yeah. don't just be great in Perth don't just be great in WA be great for the whole country and actually it's going to benefit Everybody, long term. So I think he's doing a phenomenal We're job. We're going to definitely moment. have
1: him on this podcast yeah, he's, when he's, I can get him and sit him down because <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> yes. he's all over the when place. He's not growing, yeah, he's very busy. Hustling. Yes. He now, how can anyone listening to this, uh, Daisy, help you?
0: Yeah, thank you. So if you're a potential mate, so a person that's thinking of using the platform and you'd like to ask any questions, please do send me an email. It's daisy at mortgagemates.com.au. But equally, if you're a real estate agent that's sat listening to this thinking we have some phenomenal houses that would work really well as a a Mm co-ownership property, I'd love to hear from you. Would really like to strengthen some of those partnerships um, across the country in terms of once we've matched our mates, we want some really great, Great providers that we can link them into. Mm. Uh, mortgage brokers, if you're sat listening thinking this is a really great way to provide additional financing in the industry, we'd love to hear from you too. Mm. And lawyers that think I've got a really phenomenal co-ownership agreement just sat waiting to uh. be used. <laughs> yep, you just send me an together. email. You yes. you I'm going to throw another
1: question in without notice. Mm. We're, we're in a property boom at the moment. Yep. Don't know how long it's going to go for. And prices are rising. That presumably is um, leaving even more people behind who can't get on the property yep. ladder. So are you seeing an even higher demand during a boom for your services?
0: Yeah, so I guess the great thing about mortgage mates is that we still make housing more affordable even when a boom is occurring. Right. You won't get the same level of savings that you would when property was more stable. But mm. if the average home cost is now $600,000, if you buy with another person, you're still able to enter the market at $300,000. Right. Um We think that the property boom is likely to continue for a period of time, maybe 12, 24, 36 months even. So now is the time to start thinking if I'm not going to be able to buy traditionally – how can I enter the market? Mm-hmm. And whilst buying with a stranger may not have been your childhood dream, mm-hmm. it can be the stepping stone to get
1: you
2: there. Yeah, so
1: nice way of looking at it. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. So thank you
2: very much, Daisy. It's been mm-hmm. terrific to chat to you and learn more well, thank about more mates. Me.
1: Tremendous.
2: Uh We wish you absolutely all the best for the future.
1: And we'd like to thank our sponsors, Startup West Podcast is produced by Startup News and is made possible by support from SpaceCubed, where we record this podcast, the New Industries Fund from Jitsi, Curtin University, been mentioned a lot today, uh, the City of Perth, RSM and Dinner Twist.
2: And Charlie and I recorded this podcast at Riff Podcast Studios in beautiful downtown Perth, Western Australia.
1: Don't forget to subscribe to Startup West on your favourite pod platform. Just enter Startup West and you'll find us. Or go to startupwest.com.au so all our episodes appear in your feed. If you like what you hear, leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, Daisy. Thank
0: you. Thank you so much for having me.